Welcome back to podcast episode number 84 of Go With The Energy Flow podcast. In this episode, we will be going over how to get excited about life again. So if you've been going through a slump or feeling stagnant or just going about the daily motions of life and it kind of feels mundane, this episode is for you. And it's also good if you tend to lose your excitement for life easily. So perhaps you feel excited about life one day and the next year back to feeling Meh. Um, so we'll go through a couple of practical and energetic ex- exercises and practices that you can weave into your day. The last one of this podcast episode is a foolproof if all else fails practice. So stay tu- tuned until then if you're needing like a bit of extra help. And our intention through this episode is that you not only learn something, but you finish the episode feeling more inspired and excited about life. And this is kind of a, this is kind of a big episode. I think it's going to take around 20, 30 minutes. So settle in and grab some tea or coffee and maybe a journal if you want to like take some notes for yourself and um, take a deep breath. And um, Lynn and I know like how it feels to not be super excited about life and it's like not fun. It's not ideal. So with this episode, we'll start with some rituals and routines that will help you alchemize this energy into something that's lighter and easier for you to navigate. So first is a ritual to tap into your heart space. And essentially, this is a ritual to tap into joy, that emotion, joy. And when we have joy in our lives, that's when we feel that excitement. And these rituals are very important done in the first half of the day as it primes our mind to release the tight grips and let the heart come more into balance, which 1000% helps us to feel excited about life again. When we move into our heart and we live from this heart space, we'll find our days are more romanticized and they're filled with more ease and flow. Um, Simplicity is often needed when we're thinking too much, like in our head a lot, or even if we feel the opposite. So for example, if we're not, we feel like we're not thinking enough and um, it's really a a paradox because our minds will be spinning, but we won't be getting inspiration. So we will feel like we need to make our minds spin faster when um, actuality it's like, we're kind of numb or we're not feeling into our lives to capacity that really satisfies our soul. So what's needed there is actually like more feeling and less thinking because our soul loves to feel, and we are feeling beings and thinking beings, not just thinking beings, we're more feeling beings So when we're tuning, we're too much into that thinking mask and structure and completely disconnected from feeling, which is our feminine space, our heart. What do you think happens? We're we're in this masculine and we're in our masculine energy. We're thinking too much and that blocks our feminine. There's also a part of our wounded masculine that doesn't trust ourselves to be in this feminine space for too long. And if you think about it, Visually, you can think of the example we've probably provided on previous podcast episodes of like a flood that is not bounded by riverbanks, for example, like the riverbanks are the structure, the river, the water is the feminine, um, you know, the flow. So if there were no riverbanks, 
everything would be flooded. And that's how the masculine thinks when it's wounded and it doesn't trust the feminine. It thinks there's just going to be a flood if it steps, you know, to the side and lets the feminine drive or lets the feminine feel. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's also, um, our, because our soul craves like this balance between our two core energies of the feminine, and the masculine, um, it's interesting to like, look back on where this imbalance happens. And this could happen if we experienced times in our childhood, for example, where we felt joy and excitement, maybe we were laughing or we we're having fun. And then all of a sudden we were told by someone like an elder to stop, or maybe we got punished for feeling and experiencing these feelings Um, Maybe we're being too loud in the adult's eyes and we didn't really understand it as a child. So um, in order to feel safe in our adult lives, we kind of disconnect from or keep these emotions of joy at a distance because our inner child kind of subconsciously reflects back to that that moment where we were experiencing joy and then we were kind of um, made to feel like it wasn't safe. So our inner child doesn't feel 100% safe connecting with joy in the present moment. So our adult lives, like our adulthood, we feel kind of disconnected from joy. So if we found ourselves in our masculine for too long, that disconnection from joy and excitement is actually our soul asking us for to be in the feminine, in the feminine space, right? So she's the void, she's the feeling, she's the emotions like joy. And when we tune into the heart space, we tune into our feminine and um, we'll go over how to do this. So one practical ritual using our bodies to do this is to either consume something that will bring us into the feminine, like cacao or some sort of healing elixir for our bodies, because the feminine loves to be nourished through the body. Or secondly, we can express our emotion through our bodies, which we'll go through next for the consumption part of this. Um, it doesn't have to be cacao. It can even be like a green juice, but it doesn't really matter what it is. It's as long as you fully understand that it's nourishing for your body. So whatever you look at as nourishing for your body, whether it be a green juice or cacao or a really nice expensive or fancy tea that, that just feels really good for you to drink, you can make it into a ritual. So one tip to really connect with whatever is you choose is to look up the benefits and believe your body's like soaking up all these nutrients and healing. And even if you have a garden, for example, you can pick your favorite vegetable or fruit and just really make that a ritual. And so whatever it is you selected for your body, it's important that when you're drinking or consuming it, you establish that sacredness around it because our bodies are so sacred. And um, they fully deserve that nourishment. So consuming cacao, for example, without infusing it with your personal intentions or gratitude is much less potent than um, if we were to, you know, have a ritual around it and really infuse it with a certain affirmation or intention. So for me, like I really like to think of flow and ease or whatever intentions I have for the day from the moment I start preparing cacao. So I'll fill the tea kettle with warm water or fill the tea kettle with water for the cacao. I'll place it on the stove and I'll still be thinking of my intentions and I'll continue this feeling until I get my container. I put the cacao, cacao in, pour in the warm water and then all the way until I'm finished drinking it, I'll have that same intention for it. So just really, um, that's just a little daily ritual you can do 
to kind of infuse joy. And it's, it's really romanticizing your life is the same thing. So um, the second ritual is free expression through our physical bodies, like dance, yoga, laughter, or even a release through crying. Um, this is expressing our truth, our emotions, that when we're feeling through our physical being. So any emotion, emotions we're feeling, we're expressing it. And that's so important as we move through the emotions healthily so that they don't bottle up or they stagnate and they cause this dis-ease in our bodies or cause like little imprints on our minds, like brain fog or overwhelm, for example, because emotions as they stagnate, as they are trapped in our bodies, they cause the dis-ease in our bodies. Um, so they cause like the ease to not be there. So when you're eating your nourishing food, a really good intention for it is to say, I invite ease into my body or I invite ease into my world because that's just a, such a good um, intention because I feel like as we go through life, we're, you know, we're all tense and especially, um, you know, being in our masculine, that's very tense energy to be in your, you know, for majority of your life, especially if you are a feminine. So um, next, Lynn was going to go over more of the energetic ways to tap into our heart space. Yes. So um, a few other things um, or a few other ways to tap into the heart space is listening to your intuition. So you can check out podcast number 50 for more on this one. And then the next point is heart coherence meditation. So we're going to post a link in the show notes um, for one of these meditations if you're interested in listening to it. Um, yeah, so you can just refer to the show notes for that link. And then another way to tap into your heart space is to write down your biggest and wildest dreams and desires. So this tunes us more into the heart space of dreaming beyond our mind's limits. And um, one journal prompt that you can start out with is asking yourself in a dream world, what would your life look like? And the next way to tap into your heart space is placing your hands over your heart space and visualizing if you haven't listened to episode 83, um, yet tune in as we go over this more in detail. The next one, if all else fails, so if none of these energetic ways to tap into your heart space works for you, this next practice is almost guaranteed to put you out of a slump and clear your mind. And I know this personally works for me a lot of the time. So hopefully it works for you too. The next practice is clearing your space. So feng shui is an ancient practice that is designed to subtly and kind of not so subtly shift the way energy flows in your space or in a space in general. So we are our, our environments and vice versa. And so when we're feeling kind of like mundane, it's going to be a reflection in our environment as well. So ask yourself the question, what about my environment sparks joy? If you have at least one thing that sparks joy, then you can build off of that. And if your answer here is like, nothing, then your first task is to find something that does bring you joy and place it in your environment. So it can be as simple as like a plant or a really nice smelling candle, um, anything that kind of lifts your mood a bit. 
Humans thrive in environments where we feel safe, comfortable, and at ease. So if your environment is not inviting these energies in, then work on cultivating your environment to do so. And if you want to go a little deeper here, you can check out episode, I think it's seven. Is it seven, Allie? I think it's seven. Yes, seven. Um, on feng shui some pointers to remember uh, is appreciate something in your space that brings you joy and if there's nothing yet find something that does sometimes when we invite freshness and change into our space it will also invite this energy into our minds and we're able to look at our daily lives with different lens um If you're not already feeling excited, then I definitely invite you to tidy up something in your environment. So that can be like your home, your office, your workspace, your car. Um, And before this episode is over or after it, you're not, if you're driving or not able to. So I think like one point in this is like a great thing to remember is basically your outside is your external environment is a reflection of your internal environment and vice versa. So when you kind of, I want to say pretty up your external environment, it kind of like pretties up in your internal environment as well. And I find like a lot of times when you're just kind of, even if you just rearrange your room, you don't have to like get anything new. You just move your furniture around it brings that sense of newness and kind of excitement into your environment as well if your space is clear physically move or reorganize something and I promise you you'll feel a little bit lighter because you're just like oh this is like visually new to me and it's exciting and if you're able to dedicate a day of cleaning and reorganizing then also try to take advantage of that time If you're listening to this and already feeling inspired, then amazing. And if you're not feeling inspired, inspired will offer more of a psychology-based technique, which is to work towards something that excites you. So this can be a trip, a lifestyle, a desire, taking one small action step daily or every other day that will move you closer to this exciting thing. So this will encourage our minds as we know we're working towards this exciting thing every week and getting closer to reaching it. So with this, it is important to note that once you reach this goal, you will likely be setting a new one as our mind's purpose is to evolve. So when we're feeling stagnant, it's also because we don't really feel like we're evolving or expanding in some way. So the last psychology-based technique we're going to mention here is to try something new that you always wanted to try. And this can be like a new hobby, for example, or just doing something that is out of the ordinary for you. Like you can take a different route to work. You can take a walk in a park you've never taken a walk in before. A pattern interruption is basically where I'm heading with this. And that isn't in your daily routine. So this is said to bring our conscious mind into the picture rather than living on autopilot daily and eventually rewiring that part of our brain that feels stuck. So if we keep incorporating newness into our daily lives, 
um, it will create that sense of excitement and kind of help you get over that slumpy feeling. Again, this is a psychology-based and more in line with the primal part of our brains that craved this evolution expansion and brought us as a collective from cavemen and women to where we are today. Mm-hmm. So, so. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, Ali, like, what's when you're in a slump, like what typically works for you? I like even this morning, I will be honest, I've been through lately, I've been through big slumps and like big road hurdles from the inside that I've been trying to work through. And this morning I felt very, because, because my environments, I'm so sensitive to my environment in human design, I'm a projector and I'm a mental projector, which means I have no inner authority, which means that my environment is very, very sensitive to me. So that's how I'm able to do reading so well for people because I'll tap into their energy so easily, but it comes with a, with a downside in, in my day-to-day life because I'm very influenced by the, my environment. So whoever I live with, I will take on their feelings and their emotions. So I have to really establish my boundaries very, very strong. I have to like ground myself um, right when I wake up, like with a visualization or tapping into my heart actually helps me do that. So this morning, for example, I did my five minute journal because I have this app on my phone that's really helped me. And that helped me tune into gratitude and kind of establish that groundedness in me. Um, and then I, I felt a intuitive call to cacao. <laughs> so I, um, I had some cacao, I did some flowy yoga and I sat down to start my day and plan my day out. And it was, um, relatively early. So I felt good, but it's, it's really about for me, like priming my mind in the morning and making sure that I feel, um, in line in alignment in the morning. Cause if I don't, then my whole day is off kilter my entire day from there. It doesn't feel productive. It doesn't feel like I got anything I wanted to get done, done. And, it, and I also am not in a, the greatest mood for the rest of the day. Um, so if anyone's kind of been feeling like that, highly recommend also to look up your human design profile. You can go on, um, I think it's Jovian archive or something.org. Just if you just type in human design chart free online on Bing or Google, you'll find um, it'll, you'll have to enter your birthday and the time you're born and you'll find out what de- human design you are. And if you're a projector and um, or if you have like no inner authority, then you are very sensitive to your environment like I am. And um, most people that especially and also if you're um, very if you like do psychic work or anything like that, or any kind of intuitive work or any kind of healing work, then you're very sensitive to energies. And it's very difficult for you to most likely for you to, um, you know, not blur that line between you and your environment and the other person. So groundedness and grounding yourself, very, very important to um, reestablish those boundaries because otherwise you're going to feel like every little thing every small little thing will kind of like not set you off, but it will throw you off balance. Even if you're feeling so good in the morning. And I've, I've experienced that, um, the hard way, the challenging way this week, um, with even like my partner. So I, I, I feel really good in the morning. And then one thing I 
you know, I have to establish my boundaries because otherwise I will let one thing kind of just throw me off, even if it's not even something bad or something perceived as negative. It's just one little thing. So yeah, um, a little long-winded of an answer, but groundedness, <laughs> you got anything from this, from that um, groundedness, just try to ground yourself in any way that you can through gratitude is a good way to do it. Connecting to your heart's a good way to do it. Following your intuition or even physical grounding, which is like going outside and putting your bare feet on the earth that will help you, especially if you're, you know, an empath with um, not super defined boundaries or a mental projector with not super defined boundaries. What about you? <laughs> um, I think the two things that really helped me get out of the slump is the first one is dancing. Like just, I think like basically dancing, like nobody's watching kind of thing. Like that really helps me um, really get the energy moving. And also like cleaning and organizing and rearranging my environment. Those are like the two main things. Like I have been working through a slump, I think over, I don't know, like the last couple of weeks, I've just been feeling super like blah about everything and just not motivated. And I have started to, well, I haven't started I'm like constantly decluttering my home. And, uh, but the last couple of weeks I've been really decluttering and it's been helping a lot. Um, I find that when my space is very cluttered, I feel cluttered inside and I don't know, like I, I can't focus. And when I can't focus, I start feeling very unambitious and I just don't want to do everything. I'm like, Oh, what's the point? Like it's a mess. I don't want to deal with it. And so by decluttering and removing things from my environment, I feel like I'm, um, removing kind of the, non-physical things on the inside as well and I can breathe a little better and it's like less stressful for me and so those are the two things is like um really helping me and I think like when I'm decluttering organizing rearranging my home is also another form of just like moving my body um and helping me get my energy out because I feel like that's what I need I have stuck energy and I need to kind of like shake it out sort of thing Mm, I love that Mm -hmm. I love the um it's like when you were saying removing the energetic kind of blockages by moving the things in your environment, I just imagine like the, like you detangling a web in your mind. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I feel like the both of us, like over the last like week or two, like when, before we start the podcast, we have like, we talk to one another before and after. And it's just like, I feel like we're kind of going through the same thing. Um, we're kind of like on the same energetic like level every Mm. single time like we sync up so it's always nice to have you to talk to as well yeah oh my gosh yeah I totally super enjoy our um we always we also like we were thinking about pressing record like as soon as we we um meet up every week because we sometimes have some little gold nuggets like in our conversations that are really um like profound to me like Lynn will say some stuff to me and I'm like wow (laughs) that that needs to be recorded so um yeah we were thinking about doing that I think that's kind of what our random ramblings episodes are more so like moving towards or more so have been about Mm -hmm. is like our raw experience so um yeah if you guys are listening like we 
I know you guys, I don't know if anyone here is listening is in touch with our Instagram account, but it's GWTEF podcast at Instagram, right? Yeah. Go with, yeah. <laughs> Go with the energy flow podcast. Um, if you want to share with us, like what episodes are your favorites or what ones have really kind of like resonated with you, we would love to hear it because we're always looking for, you know, new things to talk about and um, we love new topics. So that's why we do the research and come up with these outlines for you, for you guys and to share with everyone and to um, hopefully provide some value. So yeah, thank you so much, Len, for, for sharing that. Um, and just to recap the episode to, um, you know, when you're going through a slump or feeling really not really motivated about life and you want to kind of reinvigorate that energy within yourself, uh, one really good thing is to cultivate your physical and energetic rituals to tune into your heart space. So that could be like Lynn was saying, the dancing, like nobody's watching. That can also be the, um, the energetic ritual of meditation or tuning into your heart just by placing your hands there and visualizing. So really, really important here just to kind of allow yourself a medium to express your emotions because when we express our true emotions, it's, it's very important and we don't want to find ourselves in a space where we're kind of pretending everything's okay when it's not on the inside, because that's not really healthy for us because we're, because we are feeling beings um, and those emotions, oh, sorry, I, I hit the mic. We are feeling beings and those emotions are not there to be crowded out or like shoved under the rug. They're meant to be healthily expressed. And um, yeah, and then with that being said, like if you need professional help beyond yourself, obviously please seek that out. Um, take everything we're saying with a grain of salt and take only what resonates. But yeah, now that we got that disclaimer, disclaimer out of the way, um, next to like help yourself get out of that stagnant energy. The last thing we mentioned was to invite a new energy to clear your space and to work or move towards something that inspires you. And then lastly, to try something brand new, maybe a new hobby or even like a new route, like Lynn was saying to, to work where it's like a pattern interruption. So that's just a recap of the episode. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We appreciate everyone who's listening and, and everyone else who doesn't listen, but we hope you found this episode helpful and we'll talk to you in the next one. Thank you everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.